0: Good morning everyone and welcome to Monday. Is Monday going to be awesome or is it going to be awful? Welcome to the show. Every Monday we're going to look back at the previous week and we're going to look at some of the things that were awesome about this week and maybe highlight a few things that were awful. So sit back and enjoy the next few minutes. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Monday. Today is August 3rd, 2020. Can you believe that we've reached the month of August? Can you believe that summer is almost gone? Used to be when I was a kid, the month of August was almost the last hurrah. I only had another few weeks before I had to go back to school, and you tried to make the most of it. This year may or may not be different for children, We'll just have to see on that. But as usual, it is another beautiful day in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Uh, It's about 85 degrees out. The sun is shining and the day is just calling out to me to say, have some fun today. And I think that I will. Uh, but before we get started, i like to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. Uh, you can do that wherever you download your podcast from, whether it's uh, Apple Podcast or Google Play or Spotify, wherever it is that you are getting your podcast, you'll be able to subscribe to this podcast. And if you hit the notification button, you are going to be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. This morning, my coffee choice is cold. I've already drank a few cups of hot coffee and Now I have progressed on to a little bit of iced coffee just to kind of finish the pot that we've brewed. As many of you know, last week we had a special guest, John Sugar, on the show with us, and uh, he's been a longtime friend of ours, and uh, he made some suggestions about coffee that I believe I'm going to take him up on. I'm kind of uh, interested in uh, trying some of these off-brands of coffee. Not that I don't love Starbucks. They make a good cup of coffee, but Uh, I'm going to kind of expand my horizons in the near future, so stay tuned for that. Today, I want to get right into my segment of Miss Adventures with Mom. And I'm going to take you back to 1992. In 1992, I was stationed at RAF Upper Hayford in England, and I was just finishing my tour there, and my mom and my baby sister came for a visit. Now it was a visit. Uh, Some of it was fun, some of it well maybe not so fun but anyways it was good to see family overseas and we tried to make the most of it seeing a lot of England but I want to highlight one trip that we made. Uh, The four of us went to Paris, the City of Lights. Never been to Paris before. It was one of those places that I'd always wanted to see. Uh, I remember seeing some of those movies when I was growing up. Uh, I remember one of my favorite movies was An American in Paris uh, that starred Gene Kelly. Love, love, love that movie. And uh, every time I watched that movie, I would say to myself, one day, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to see all of that neat stuff. And I got my chance in 1992. My mother had found a great deal on a trip. Uh, The trip included a a night to go see cats in London. And the next day, we took a hovercraft across the English Channel uh, and landed in Calais, Uh, From there, we hopped on a bus, and and that bus took us into the city center of Paris, and we took a cab to the hotel that we had booked. Man, things were looking great. It looked like it was going to be the ultimate of all trips, and it kind of was, but when you travel with mom, nothing is normal. I could probably do a whole month's worth of shows just on that one trip alone. But I'll save most of it for another show. When we arrived at our hotel, we quickly found our rooms and we met later on that evening to kind of plan out what we were going to do while we were in Paris. We were there for five days and four nights, so there was a lot of time to do a lot of things. And we were kind of split on a few things. My mom wanted to do the tourist thing and uh, get on the tourist bus and uh, tour the city and stop at each place for about an hour and uh, let the bus driver tell you some of the things that uh, you were seeing. And uh, I just really didn't want to do that. I kind of wanted to go off the beaten path. And besides that, the bus tour was very, very expensive. And the places that they were going to stop, I wanted to see for more than an hour. Uh, I wanted to see the I wanted to see the Musee d'Orsay. I wanted to uh, walk some of the streets of Paris uh, at nighttime. I wanted to do some of those neat, neat things, and, and I didn't want to be tied down to somebody else's schedule. What Jean and I decided to do was we bought a subway pass. Um, and that was good for the entire time we were there. It only cost us about eight or ten dollars a piece to do that and we bought a museum pass. The museum pass, I remember, cost us each $12. And that pass allowed us to get into every museum that we wanted to see uh, during that week's period of time. And uh, we could come and go as we pleased. And so we took full advantage of it. And besides that, it didn't cost that much money. My mom, on the other hand, as I said, wanted to do the tourist thing, and she had uh, some preconceived things in her mind that she wanted to see, and one of those things was she wanted to go to the Moulin Rouge. For those of you that are familiar with Paris and the Moulin Rouge, way back during World War II, they used to have can-can dancers there, and my mom wanted to see can-can dancers. Well, I'm reading the brochure, and I quickly realized that the Moulin Rouge was not the Moulin Rouge that she thought it was. It was 1990. Now things have changed. They weren't can-can dancers anymore. They were probably more like pole dancers. And I'm trying to convince my mom, this is not what you want to see. And you especially don't want to bring a young teenage girl uh, into a place like that. Uh, and she went back and forth a little bit on this. Uh, she decided that she was going to book the tickets and, uh, for one night during the week. And when she went to do that, she found out that it was completely sold out. But my mom is not going to be deterred. So she asked the travel agent uh, that she was dealing with, uh, is there a suitable substitute? And He recommended another club called the Lido Club. And uh, she went ahead and bought the tickets for that. And uh, she came back to the room and told me what she had done. I, I looked in the guidebook and I says, Mom, you do not want to go there. But she would have nothing of it. Do you know why? Because a travel agent had told her this is the place to go. And the bus was going to pick her and my sister up uh, about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, which there ought to have been some bells to go off in her head when the bus was going to come at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Uh, But nevertheless, she did that. And when her and my sister got on the bus, uh, it did not occur to her until after the whole experience was done that they were the only two females on the bus. The bus drops them off, and they go find their assigned table. And they're looking around, and by this time, my sister uh, is very tired. And my mom's trying to keep her awake. My uh, Brandy just did not want to really uh, see any of this. This was not really her cup of tea. Uh, but uh, the show started, and my mom realized it. Hey, maybe I made a little bit of a mistake, but here's the problem. The bus was gone and there was no way that she was going to be able to get back to the hotel. Uh, so she had to endure a three hour show or however long that it was. And, uh, at the end of the night, my sister told me, she said, uh, Well, uh, I got about two and a half hours sleep, and, uh, you know, I saw things that I never thought that I'd see. And at the end of the day, when mom came home and told me about it the next morning, she kept going back, Well, the travel agent told me. And so I was going to listen to him, and uh, he knew what was best. Well, he, she found out the wrong way that. He did not know what was best. There's a reason that I told that story, and it has to do with current events. Because I fear that we're in the same kind of situation that mom found herself in. Uh, We're listening to people who we think know best for us, and the problem is they don't. The problem is, like the travel agent, there is an ulterior motive here. Uh, That travel agent sold my mom those tickets because he was going to get money from it. He was going to profit from that. So he told her whatever it was that he thought was necessary for her to fork over her money. Now, in the situation that we're in today, we're listening to a lot of people that claim to be experts that have only proven one thing, that they're experts in absolutely nothing. But we are blindly following them, and we are checking common sense at the door. Uh, I cannot believe that we're still going through what we're going through with uh, COVID-19 and everything else that has surrounded us in the last little bit. Uh, I have said this on a previous episode, but we are listening uh, to Dr. Fauci like he knows what he's talking about. And you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting just for one time for him to be right. That's it. I just want him to be right one time. But there is an ulterior motive here, uh, and it's usually political. And I promise you, I don't trust any politician, uh, I am conservative. But I don't trust a conservative politician. I don't trust a liberal politician. I don't trust any politician because there's always an ulterior motive here. Long gone are the days when a representative of the people will go to Washington and vote for what is best for the people that he is representing. Those days are long gone. What happens now is a politician gets elected by the people, goes to Washington, and tows the party line. If he fails to toe the party line, uh, the party will come back at him. And next thing you know, he'll face a primary challenger or uh, money will be withdrawn from his campaign. Uh, They'll start a media blitz against him. And uh, so he feels compelled to follow the party line. Uh, The power no longer rests in the people, it seems. It rests in two political parties, and that has gots to go. What am I suggesting? I'm not really sure what I'm suggesting, but I know there's got to be some changes. Maybe another party. And instead of calling it Democrats or Republicans, we ought to call it the common sense party. We ought to call it the party that, you know what, we're just going to think for ourselves. Uh, We don't need uh, a politician to tell us what we should believe or what we should think. We don't need the news media to uh, form our opinions for us because we're smart enough to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Uh, We've left that a long, long time ago. And it kind of feels like we're like mom in our story, and the news media and politicians are the travel agent uh, trying to sell us something and convince us of something that they think that we'll like. I don't think so. Let me move on to the world of baseball. Almost two weeks have passed uh, since we started the season, and we saw some interesting things here uh, out of Major League Baseball. Uh, we have seen uh, some unexpected teams start to rise to the top. Uh, who'd have ever thought that the Baltimore Orioles would be doing as well as they're doing? Uh, I expect the Yankees to do well. I expect the Dodgers to do well. Uh, but the Baltimore Orioles? Really? Yes, Really? I don't know if they're real or not, but that's an interesting, interesting story. And, uh, of course, uh, we've had some great individual performances so far. Uh, Aaron Judge uh, has proved to us once again that he can play some ball. I'm not a Yankee fan, but Aaron Judge can play some ball. He can hit some mammoth home runs, and he has hit six home runs in the last five games. Uh, He can play defense. It seems like he can do just about anything that he wants to do, and he is a great asset to the New York Yankees. Uh, But of course, the thing that is overshadowing everything right now is COVID-19. How is baseball going to cope with COVID-19? Well, it seems like they've coped pretty well. The system that they put into place, seems to be working. Have there been some positive tests? Yes, there have been some positive tests, but they anticipated it, and it seems like uh, it's working out just like that they expected it to. This past week, they released their statistics about COVID-19, and uh, last week, they tested 11,895 people. That's Players, staff, uh, stadium personnel, the whole nine yards, and uh, they have 29 new positives. That is one-fifth of 1%. And most of those positives came from the Miami Marlins, who most have now sensed tested negative they seem to be clear from all of this Uh, i have watched this very very closely because like i've said in a previous episode uh this is a great great test group uh for us to figure out uh what is good and what is bad about uh, our process on combating coronavirus um uh, out of all the people that have tested positive during this entire situation, uh, I have yet to find one person that had to go to the hospital. If you don't believe me, go ahead and Google search that. Uh, just Google. How many Major League Baseball personnel uh, have been hospitalized for COVID-19? There is not a single article uh, that is listed on Google for that. Uh, Nobody's even really been serious. Uh, The most serious of everyone uh, seemed to have been Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. And uh, since then, he's come back and uh, he's looking pretty good. So uh, COVID hasn't done him in just yet to me uh this is a success story and uh i'm not saying that we need to forget about it i'm not saying that we need to turn a blind eye to it uh but we don't need to lose our minds over it uh let the boys play some baseball and uh, as long as we can contain it let them continue i'd like to leave you this morning with a few prayer requests and they're serious prayer requests First of all, uh, pray for our nation. Pray that we would return to the nation that we once were. Uh, We need to pray for our government officials Uh, your governor, your president, your vice president, your representatives, your senators, uh, everybody in local government. Pray for them. You may not agree with them politically, but nevertheless, we're supposed to pray for them and pray that God would give them some wisdom uh, and they can come together and solve all of this political nonsense. Do that. Uh, pray for our men and women who are on the streets in blue. Pray for our economy. Pray for our business owners and pray that this time of uncertainty uh, will soon be behind us. Uh, Pray for the decisions having to be made about uh, our children and going back to school. Uh, I pray that uh, we would have a common sense solution to all of this. If you will get on your knees and pray for these particular things, God will hear you. And Lord willing, he's going to answer in an expeditious way. So that's my challenge for us this week. Well, that's going to do it for our show today, and I'm trusting that the rest of your week is just going to be awesome.